Welcome to Facts from the Field with Ag Valley, where we discuss agronomic and agricultural topics to help keep your operations successful. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Facts from the Field. Today we'll be discussing water management and when is the right time to turn on your irrigation systems. I'm Randy Nelson, the Agronomy Location Manager from Maywood and North Platte, and today I have Tom Stewart with me, an agronomist from our Indianola location. So Tom, let's uh, start a little bit here. Let's, first off, the weather. <laughs> Hot and windy. Hot so. and windy, yes. Uh, and uh, and it hasn't had much rain, at least not up in my area. No, not, okay. not, not any here either. Mm-hmm. So. Well, as I've been driving around looking at some fields, I've been seeing uh, a lot of pivots running, obviously, uh, and all the pipe getting laid out right now, putting down for floods. So why, why is that? I mean, obviously the rain, but uh, what have you seen? Well... You know, we've seen some corn starting to roll a little bit, and it's just protecting itself from, you know, using too much moisture. So it's shutting down, uh, but with the addition of irrigation water, you know, we can fill that profile back up. So Okay. So how do you uh, determine when is a good time to, to start the pivots? I mean, if you're seeing that physical characteristic of the corn, is it already too late? Do you go out beforehand and, and check somehow? Yeah. That's what you should do, yeah, and you need to check your moisture in your soil, and there's several ways to do that. Uh, you know, we have gypsum block tensiometers. There's uh, quite a few new ones coming out, too, but those are all stationary, and so one of the things I do, I go out and hand probe it, so. Okay. And and you can, you can get, if you practice a little bit, you can be within 5% of the actual deal, so. So when you say hand probing, how do our listeners, uh, how do they do that themselves? Can they go out and, and pull their own hand probe? And then what are they looking for with the dirt? Absolutely, yeah, they can. Uh, all she needs is a soil probe, you know, and just probe that first foot, take out all that soil out of the, that core, mm-hmm. you know, and grab it and squeeze it a few times. And, you know, and if it'll, for a silt loam soil, if it forms a nice ball, but it, you can't ribbon it out, it will you know you're in that 25 to 50 percent depleted so okay then you know about where you're at but you got to know what the holding capacity is for that soil too so Mm, so different than sugar sands up in that sand hill so sugar sands will only handle hold about a half inch per foot Mm -hmm. and silt loams will hold anywhere from two to two and a half inches per foot so I see. So if you're 50% depleted on a, <laughs> on a silt loam, you still have quite a bit of water. If mm-hmm. you're 50% depleted on sugar sand, you're, the sands, you're, you're out yeah, of water. Yeah, you've got so. some problems. Okay. Yep. So, you know, we talked about the, the wind and that being an issue along with this heat. So that's really driving our evapotranspiration numbers up. Absolutely. What do, you, what do you think on that as far as the well, ET numbers? The ET numbers are pretty high already. So especially for the stage of growth that our crops are in. Uh, we're up to a quarter inch a day or better uh, on some of this corn. So mm-hmm. that I guess with your pivot, if you want to you know, get that quarter inch per day, you know, you need to know your gallons, of course, and stuff. And, and most of those guys do know that, so they can get it on. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a link on our website to UNL Crop Watch, and there's a lot of good information there to go to to find the numbers for the ET and, and water usage throughout a bunch of different crops. I've got one pulled up here right now, and it shows that for this week, on average, our corn would be taking, on average, an inch 70 of moisture yeah. a week. So that's right at that quarter inch a day mark. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's what you need to apply with your pivot, I guess. So. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you have that out there. Yeah. I see. So you talked a little bit earlier about the physical 
condition of the the corn what is uh, what are we seeing when it's getting hot and dry what what kind of condition are you talking about well first it turns blue a little <laughs> bit and then it rolls up and but what that corn plant's trying to do is protect itself so okay it's uh, taking water out, trying to take more water out of it than it can actually mm -hmm. get from the soil so so that's why we see the the leaf kind of curl up here uh pineapple leaf yep. top to it or onions yeah yeah or onion top yep yep so it's just curling up because it shut down uh yep. not releasing as much nutrient uh, water Water's because the stomates are all closed yeah smaller leaf surface so it doesn't uh, attract as much sun now the the problem with that is when it's rolled up it's not going to be it's not maturing it's not yeah it's not going to be it's just shut down shut down the factory there is there anything that we can do as far as hybrid or trait selection well when we're picking our hybrids before the year yeah you know i i guess the number one thing would be populations you know make sure your populations match what you can put on with water mm -hmm. uh, most of our wells are decent but i do have some wells that uh they turn them on and leave them on, and they still don't get their allocation put on. <laughs> so that's how get low gallonage they are. So, uh, but as far as uh, hybrid selections, you know, uh, bear, you know, they have a genetically modified corn that's uh, it's called drought guard. So um, that would be one thing. As Syngenta, you know, they have a, there's this natural selection. You know, they have they find these alleles in the corn plant, I think it's nine or 13, can't remember for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, but they identify those and it, they they uh, make sure that those hybrids have those alleles. That'd be the artesian trait. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. So uh, with the artesian and with the uh, Corteva's got the Aquamax. So basically you're saying those are just hybrids that work well in the West and they've bred them up to be better suited yeah. for our, our environment. But the bear is actually a gene trait inserted. that they inserted. Yeah. Okay, I see. Well, you mentioned allocations there just a second ago. So uh, obviously our growers that have wells, they all know what their allocations are. They get letters from the NRDs as well. So yeah. um, what is our allocation? Well, right now in the uh, Middle Republican, we're 13 inches. 13 inches. That's what we get mm -hmm. extra. So, And anything above that, you know, we, if you go an inch above that, you get two inches taken away from you the following year. So you go from Definitely. 13 to so 11, and that can be be the difference. Yeah. So. so it makes a big difference on just turning the, the water on and letting it go all the time. You've got to keep a close eye on this. That's right. Okay. And, and you know, always the first water is the most important one, and the last water is the least important one. So we know there's a few hybrids that mm -hmm. like that last water, but... So got to make sure that you understand your hybrid and you don't shut the water off too soon. Exactly. Definitely. Well, thank you, Tom, for joining me today on Facts from the Field. I'm Randy Nelson with Ag Valley Co-op. Thank you for listening to this edition of Facts from the Field. For more information about Ag Valley Co-op, visit us at agvalley.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter.